you want to live a life of freedom and adventure? Are you wanting more than the daily grind? Me too. Welcome to The Emma Lovell Show, a place where we talk about living a life you love now. I'm your host, Emma Lovell, and my number one value is freedom. I've spent the last 14 years running a business and traveling the world, and now I take my husband and toddler along for the adventure too. It's possible and I know you can create a life doing what you truly love as well. This podcast will inspire, motivate, and encourage you to go after your dreams, to create a life you love and to live it now, not wait for retirement or someday in the future. I'll be sharing episodes weekly about how I harmonize business, travel, and self-care. I'll also bring on incredible guests to share their journeys, the wins, the challenges, and how they're creating a life they love. Let's jump in and get dreaming. This is a space for you to manifest a life you love. I would like to acknowledge and recognize Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. I am grateful for the continuing care of the land, waterways and skies where I work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on Yugambeh country and from wherever you are listening, I pay my respects to the elders past and present. Welcome to the podcast today. I have the fantastic Justine McLean, who is a business money mentor and financial educator. Justine is actually an incredible mentor of mine as well. And I have had pricing sessions with Justine and it's been such a breakthrough. She is an author and speaker on a mission to help women in business, increase their financial literacy, build solid financial foundations and create profitable and sustainable businesses. The thing is, Justine has 30 years of experience in small business, retail, e-commerce, publishing, and insolvency, and she's a sought-after speaker and consultant for her practical and proactive approach to business. As I say, I've had the, the honor of having Justine be my mentor and also be my coach, and she is really just has so much wisdom to share. Fun fact, she's a plant whisperer and has a 35-year-old African violet to prove it. Uh, I would love to see that. Uh, Please do welcome Justine. There's so much goodness in this episode and I know you're going to love it as much as I did. Welcome to the podcast, Justine McLean. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. This is the second time you've come on a podcast of mine, and it's wonderful to have you. Um, I'm trying to think, well, I know, actually, I do know how we met. I was trying to think, I thought, I found you through your podcast. No, I found you through our amazing, lovely colleague, Jade Warne, because you booked in for the photo shoot last year. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And I think you and I got on a call because I was sort of a little reluctant about the whole photo thing, and we got on a call. Uh, which was supposed to be like a 15-minute call to chat about how the photo shoot would run and outfits and that sort of thing, what to expect. And I think we ended up talking for an hour and it was like, okay, we're turning into best buddies here immediately. (laughs) And that was not even a year ago and I just feel like you've been in my world for so long. Um, And Justine is just, you're just like a warm hug. Like I just said that and we had a hug when we met and I was just, it was so... Um, your energy is so nurturing and I just feel, I mean, you do have four sons, so <laughs> you're, you are a wonderful mother, but I mean, also just your care and your nurture and your um, wisdom and your experience and 
which makes you a fantastic business coach and and mentor. And that's I see you as as a mentor as well as a um, you know, I love we've just spent, you know, we can never have we can never we just spend half an hour talking and bouncing ideas before we start. We better hit record on this podcast. The thing. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, this is so good. I wish people could be a fly on the wall. So we'll try to pick up some of that. But uh, anyway, I've just started by gloating about you, but you, you are a fabulous You're very mentor. kind. You're very kind. And right back at you, I think, uh, yeah, it's it's such a privilege and a treat to find those people in business that you kind of just click with because it's a really lonely, you know, place to be sometimes, that entrepreneurial journey. You know, you're going along, you're sitting at home, you're doing the work, it's going on in your head, you know, 24, 7, 3, 6, 5. And it's nice to be able to have someone to, you know, have a chat with and have that honest conversation with. So, yeah. Someone who gets it because, yeah, it's, um, you know, and that's something I've sought out and I think I've got more and more of it in the past three or four years. I've always found colleagues and mentors, but but people who, um, I don't know, yeah, it does feel really like, yes, you said lonesome, and like you're trying to figure everything yourself out yourself. So to have some people who really have been honest and transparent about their business and so that you can bear all behind the scenes and they can bear all behind the scenes because otherwise, especially with social media, it's all just smoke and mirrors and you just think everyone's killing it, everyone's amazing. I just had a card actually with a friend going, you're killing it, and you're like, what what are you looking at? Like, okay, <laughs> what are you seeing? Because we are seeing very different uh, things right now and I'm like, it's nice that people think that, but sometimes, you know, it's not. Yeah, and I think that's the thing with business, right? It never is because when I started my business, well, there wasn't this uh, social media thing that was going on at all. Um, I can't even think. Maybe there was MySpace around or something. I'm very <laughs> old. Uh, but, uh, but it wasn't a thing. So you sort of didn't have to show up with the highlight reel and, um and be talking about what you, uh, you know, were doing in sort of this positive light. Uh, but I think even at the time it was more uh, sort of networking was more event-based and heading out to listen to people speak and and talking with other business owners. And there weren't that many of us around back then, particularly in the space that, that I work in. But I think people were always still very guarded. And, you know, I think there were some women at the time, Lisa Messenger, Samantha Wills, who had that platform where they could get up on stage and talk about, you know, the warts and all of business that all of a sudden people started to open up a bit. And I thought, yeah, that's the sort of business owner I want to be because, sure, it would be nice to have the highlight reel all the time, but you and I were just talking about those sort of ups and downs of business, those seasons of business that we all find ourselves in at different times and you know just to have people to be able to talk to people in your world who are going to say hey you know it's okay I've been there or this is normal it's going on everywhere and be really honest about it I think that's what keeps you going and helps you stay positive even when things aren't necessarily going the way you want them to yeah and like um I think you know you are a finance specialist and you work in the money space and I think the transparency about money was one of the big things that's helped me in the past few years because um I really you know we've got a mutual contact the wonderful Kate Toon and and there was a line in her book that really freed me um to honor my start of my journey 
business is the feast or famine. And I have that feast or famine. Um, it's part of my, I don't know, remit. It's <laughs> part of my 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 money profile is feast or famine. And it was just nice to honor that 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 is just a journey that we go on and that yeah. there are things that I can do to to mitigate it. But then also just to be like there are other people, you know, people talking actual real figures in their yes. business, actual yeah. real numbers. You know, a friend telling me she got a fifty thousand dollar tax bill. I mean, I'm like, oh my god, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But that's a reality, you know. Or you, I'm reading a book, and there's built businesses at different scales, but with a line of credit of a million dollars, and it's just not like it's unfathom unfathomable to me. And yeah, it was just, you know, I mean, you can talk to this a little bit more, but it, you just feel so alone and like you don't know. I don't know. You don't know what what to do. Like, there's no there's no guide. There is now because you're creating. There's no guidebook on this to start. If I knew what I, if I had met you at the start of my business career, I mean, it's one of my biggest things now. I'm like, if you're starting a business, please go and talk to someone like Justine. Please get your financials in order because trying to undo it, it's it's been a two to four year and a continued process of undoing financial habits that I've built over in my business over fourteen years. You know, I think it's so common because let's be honest, like none of us go into business to worry about the money. We sort of go into business because we're good at something, we're creative or we've got a service or a skill that we can sell and we can share with other people. Very few people go, I'm starting a business, excellent, I get to do the, book, the bookkeeping, I get to worry about, you know, all those expenses I have to pay. No, you know, I get to deal with the tax office. Woohoo! It just doesn't happen, right? Because, you know, for us, we go into business to do whatever it was we, you know, we, we want to do, whatever that skill set is that we have. And what I find is that there and what I've, you know, come across in my career is that there are so many beautiful creative business owners in particular it sort of can go you know it's it's not just uh, creative businesses who struggle with the money but it's certainly a challenge more challenging I think for them because their, their headspace is somewhere else but they do all of this work and whether it's you know not pricing correctly or spending too much money or not saving for their tax they all of a sudden end up in trouble and it's almost like, oh, that happened overnight. But in fact, it's something that had been building up and building up and building up and the reality of it didn't occur to them until it hit, you know, the proverbial hit the fan. And so I think, yeah, if you can start off with just some basic habits when you kick off your business, um, you know, saving money, making sure you've got a cash flow forecast, really understanding that you've got a price for profit, you know, the profit is the key in business, then I think you put yourself on, you know, a great path to really achieving whatever success means to you. Because that's the other thing, like so often we start a business and we look at somebody else and they're going on about their seven figures or their high six figures. And what does that, what does that even mean? You know, and I've had the luxury of working with people who make the, those big dollars. Uh, and when we would start, you know, there was one in particular that I can think of at less than 1% on a, you know, eight-figure income, an eight-figure revenue, less than 1% in uh, profit. And that was off the back of two years of complete loss because it was 
the finances just weren't in the remit. They weren't something that they thought of. And there was a lot of money being spent on ads and stuff they didn't need. But, hey, they could go out and say, well, I've got this fabulous eight-figure business. And everybody thought they were fabulous until they realised that they weren't actually making any money. Not paying themselves a wage, nothing. It's devastating. Like, that is just devastating. Yeah. To do all of that work, and I think sometimes I've had that conversation with my husband, is like, I think, you know, I tell him about a sale or I tell him about something that I'm creating, where I'm creating money. But then, you know, I'll sort of turn around and be like, I'm actually working and I have to also pay all these people. I have to pay these things. Like, I don't get all that money. And that was a learning. Um, but also the way I ran my business, I've, been, I've had a big change in that, you know, I started as a sole trader. And so there's that unlearning of, and yes, it would have, again, would have been lovely to have known you then and to have somebody say, why don't you set up a business account? Why don't you send the money this way and da, da, da. But my overheads were so low. I remember someone asking me in my first few years of business, like, was I profitable? And I just didn't understand the question. I was like, do you mean, do I make money? And he's like, no, like, are you profitable? I was like, what would I be spending money? Like, I was like, it's me, myself, and I. My expenses at the time were my laptop and my phone, honestly. I don't think I used barely any apps or programs because, like, that's such a thing that we can think we get lured. They're helpful and they're great, but we get lured into a lot of plugins and apps and ongoing expenses that really add up that I didn't have then. It really was my phone bill and my laptop, uh, my internet, I guess, that was also included in where I lived. So I was like, my overheads were slim to none. So I was keeping bulk of the money, but as my business has changed and as I've wanted to invest in myself and invest in services to elevate my business and to attract more clients or to change just the nature of my business has changed, the model has changed. Uh, I also have an EA, I have a VA, I have people that I pay now, accountant, bookkeeper, people that, you know, are better to manage the business that I'm doing. But um, that then really unraveled things for me when I didn't have that separation. And so it was, yeah, three, um, when I had my son that I did the separating um, set up into a trust and sort of started to run it like that. But it's so much undoing. And even in terms of my taxes and accounts of the book here, there's so much undoing and unraveling. I had, a, unfortunately, a bad accountant and bookkeeper that then some unraveling and undoing. And it's the financial education 10 years in, 12 years in, it's been a lot more challenging than had I had that financial education at the start. Um, my, I've just got a gas guy at the door. Can we just pause? Yeah, I like I totally get that. I think, you know, as I said, we don't go into business to learn about the money. And then, you know, we certainly don't want to invest a lot of time learning about, uh, you know, money increasing our financial literacy. But for me, you know, that's the been the game changer. I mean, it was in my business when I started my first business, I was a commissioning editor. So I worked in publishing and I helped people write books. And um, when I sort of went freelance, I, I was a bit like you. I had virtually zero expenses and I didn't really have to worry about the finances. And it wasn't until, you know, um, my husband and I started um, our, our business together in 2002. We opened a couple of toy stores and we were sort of early adopters of e-commerce um, and I'm laughing because what a disaster that was, but that's another story from another time. Worked out eventually, but took us a while to get there. Um, 
you know, we, we really didn't know enough about the financial side of business. And, and then next minute, we ended up in a $42,000 tax debt situation. And I think that is then the game changer. You sort of think, okay, well, I can continue like this because what I was sure was going to happen is we would just end up with tax debt on tax debt. Now, it turned out it wasn't our fault. We we also had a very bad accountant um, who had made a catastrophic error that cost us 42 grand. And I didn't realise until two years later when I had a new accountant and I said to him, I just don't understand what's going on. And he sort of sat down and explained it to me. And for me, being able to have you know, that accountant, he's still my accountant now, to talk to about the financial side of business really started to open my eyes about what I needed to do to get educated with money. Now, I went off and got qualified and did a 1,000 hours of BAS prep working in an insolvency firm, and I'm not recommending that anyone do that because that is just extra. Um, but that's what I did because it was sort of in for a penny, in for a pound for me. It really interested me, so I wanted to learn as much as I could about it. I never expected that I would turn that into a business. But, um, you know, the just the privilege of being able to talk to other business owners and really uh, help them understand the finances in a, in a digestible way, not with all that kind of, not sitting up there in an ivory tower going mm. on about ROIs and, you know, gross profits and all these things that people don't understand because you made that comment, you didn't even really understand what profit was. And, you know, I think the very first talk that I gave to a very big group of hairdressers a long time ago, um, I kicked off the talk and I said, look, please just ask me questions as you go through. And I was probably three minutes into the chat and someone put up their hand and said, can you tell me what GST is? I don't understand. And that just opened the floodgates to so many questions about, I suppose, what people like me would think, oh, well, that's basic. But, and, and people like your accountant would think that's basic stuff. Why don't you know that? But I think that is part of the problem. We work with so many finance professionals who don't allow us the space um, and the grace to really sit back and understand these basic concepts that they went to uni for four years to understand and they look in every day day in day out you know having I was really upset having two financial advisors advise me that I didn't need a bookkeeper and that I could be doing my reconciliations myself and I just said I know myself well enough that I'm not a detail-oriented person I'm going to stuff it up and I just don't think that is a good good use of my headspace and capacity every day to be logging in and doing that. Yeah, it might take two minutes, but it wouldn't take me two minutes because I'd put it off and I put it off and off and off and off. Um, and I just was like, and I these two women and I, I thought that was really actually not good at that, that you didn't know me. Like you didn't, didn't take me into account. You took, you put your position onto mine and told me I have a very simple business, da, 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 da. Um, and what I love about the accountant that I work with now, and I think you had a great point there, it's like knowing getting people in your business, and unfortunately might have to kiss a few frogs, but getting, if you don't feel right with someone, let it go. Like getting with that accountant, getting my new accountant, someone who is a, a woman of a similar age, 
working in a firm, but she has two children, also of a similar age with my son. You know, I got on a call one day, I was having a hard time and I cried and just was able to do that with her. And and when she's looking at my finance stuff, she's looking at my life stuff. She yeah. also now follows me on Instagram. She's like, I understand some of your expenses. I understand, I understand what your business is doing, like, because she's seeing the whole picture, not just black and white numbers on this side numbers like I did accounting at uni I understand I understand that concept but I also understand there's a lot of there's a lot of flow in between yeah. of your circumstances and it should it should be about the person yeah. and the life that we're creating as well as the business that we're running that is unique to our circumstance and having an accountant and I'm actually about to change my bookkeeper because I found someone I feel like again gets me mm-hmm. and wants to be on my team yeah, and I think that word there, team, is the key. I think uh, the number of people that would come to me initially for some advice and um, and say, I don't like my accountant, I don't like my bookkeeper, and I'd be like, break up with them then. You know, find someone else, find someone who is on your team who understands you because at the heart of it, no matter who you are, you are going to have some money story could be a good money story, could be a bad money story, but there'll be some money story that you are holding on to, uh, you know, about your life that is going to reflect into your business. And I think it's about understanding, you know, or working with someone who understands that they have no place coming from, you know, uh, a, a judgmental angle when it comes to you or your business. It's about finding someone who is prepared to, take the time to get to know you, understand what you're trying to do in your business, not just talking about credits and debits and and cutting costs and doing this and, you know, your profits blah and, you you know, as I said, your ROI is this. It's not so much about that. It's about getting someone who understands what it is you need and then, you know, choosing to work with that person because, as you said, your time is best spent doing the stuff that you do best. And, that's the only way your business is going to make money. Spending a couple of hundred bucks a month on a bookkeeper to get that side of things up to date is, first of all, it's a stress that you don't need to worry about. And then it just means, and it means things are done properly, but it also means that in those couple of hours it takes that person, you can be off doing other things. And I think that's really important. So for anyone listening who is thinking about, you know, sort of, Um, educating themselves from that financial point of view or um, who really doesn't like the numbers, go out and find someone who will be on your team, who gets you and who you feel good working with because that is the game changer. Hey, lovely. I want to open the doors to incredible opportunities for you on an all-inclusive luxury retreat exclusively for people who are ready to live a life they love. I invite you to join me for five inspiring nights in sensational Sri Lanka for the Rest and Receive Retreat, hosted from 2nd to 7th of November 2024 by yours truly, Emma Lovell. I ask you to disconnect your senses and immerse in this exotic culture while you reconnect with yourself. You get to share this luxurious experience with 12 incredible people while forming connections that last a lifetime. I really cannot undersell or overestimate this incredible retreat and the magic of going to a place to give yourself space and time. 
I want to share it with you. And if you are interested, then please head to my website, emmalovell.au slash Sri Lanka retreat. I'd love to see you there. And I'm happy to chat if you have any questions whatsoever. Please take this opportunity to come along and join me in stunning Sri Lanka. Yeah, absolutely. It's been such a shift for me and and something I wish, you know, having someone who just did my tax, you know, once a year just wasn't good. They just didn't have enough understanding. I think there were years where, I mean, I had, I remember one tax accountant going, so just remind me, what, so what is your business operation again? And I'm just like, so again, yeah. how are you, you know, whereas, you know, like I said, it's so nice that she follows me on Instagram that because they see and they understand the nature of my business. They can make recommendations. They can um, make suggestions. They can, um, you know, they can care uh, and understand. And, and that's what I, that's the level and the um, relationship. And I think it was that that's been the shift for me as well. Like I said, in terms of having those ongoing expenses, having people in my business that I view as my team, not as contractors, not as somebody who flits in and out, having relationships, ongoing relationships, not thinking of it as an expense. It's like, it is how I run my business. These are the core things that I need. And in, you know, and with your help as well, that, okay, well, in order to have those things in business, I need to be making this much money or setting aside this much money because they are the fixed expense, that become the fixed expenses of my business. Uh, so it's been a huge help. And I love, you know, you sort of talked about the money story there. Um, and, you know, I said, you know, you said people mistake because you're so, you come from a bookkeeping background, you've got such this great financial backing that you don't have any of the woo but you do have some woo and it was a delightful surprise last year for us to both find out only just before that we were both booked on to Denise Duffield Thomas's Rose Farm Retreat, who is a money mindset coach. Yes, that's right. Well, I had followed Denise for a long time and um, and I thought it would be nice to go and chat to somebody who just had a completely different perspective um, on money. I come at it from a very practical side but I still do believe in uh you know that sort of the idea of you know manifesting but manifesting in a bit more of a practical way so when I say that I'm not saying that I necessarily try and manifest the world's most practical um you know uh, money goal every year revenue goal every year they're quite outrageous but um, I think like anything, manifesting is really just a focus on an outcome and it is something that, you know, you hope to be able to achieve. It's a goal. And I think when you set that for yourself, whether you call it manifesting, whether you call it goal setting, you put it front and centre and then you take the steps that you need to take to get you to that place, um, I think that's where the magic can happen because you know it's almost like what you think about you bring about why because you just see more of it um when you go about your day-to-day so rather than uh getting stressed about money and thinking about all the negative sides of it I choose to sort of think okay how can we be positive about money how can we bring in some practical things that are going to get us to where we want to go. And it turns out that Denise has a very similar point of view, 
which was hers manifesting is like she explains it as make it real manifesting means to make real it means to bring into reality so you dream it and it comes but it's not just oh i wish on a genie that and i love there's a proverb an italian proverb where it says this man goes to the fountain every day and he says i wish I wish I'd win the lotto. I wish I'd win a lotto. I wish I'd win the lotto. And one day the fountain, the the angel at the fountain comes to life and says, please, 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 sir, buy a ticket. You know, <laughs> like you're not doing the practical thing. Like you can't win yeah. the lotto. I can't win yeah. the lotto because I don't buy a ticket. You know, I can't win the pro people say, I mean, I'm looking at my Eve St. Laurent bag. People, it's like, I, I won that because I attended the event. I entered the competition. I followed the instructions. I did it in a timely manner that they told me to do it. Uh, and then I did, then I did the believing of, I believe that that's for me and I won it, but I didn't just win it. Cause I believed it was for me. I did the steps in order to do, to win the thing. But, you know, I think the belief was lovely too. And I've got a, a card on my wall that says the fortune is in the follow-up. And I was just thinking about when you were talking about those two hours that I'm paying the bookkeeper you know, there's times where, I, you know, I'm going forecasting how much I'd like to be making or how much I need to pay this or whatever. And you go, oh, I just wish someone would give me $10,000. And then I go, why don't I follow up the 10 people who could give me $1,000 and there's $10,000. And those two hours, if I spent two hours messaging people who had yes. inquired about my services or inquired about my retreats or whatever, actually that $10,000 becomes very possible very quickly. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think it's like any goal that you're trying to achieve. I think particularly when it comes to money, it's about breaking it down into those small bite-sized chunks. But I think the other thing is that, you know, you just need to understand what it's going to take you to get there because to get that $10,000, to get those 10 people, uh, you can certainly spend those two hours and bring it in the door. But the key is to make sure that that $10,000 gives you some profit at the end of the day, gives you that money left over after you've paid all those expenses, you've paid your wages, you've paid your super and you put away some money for savings and taxes and you've got that unencumbered portion that you can just put away and say, this is my profit, could be my reward at the end of the financial year, could be the bonus I choose to pay myself at the end of the month, but that stuff is mine. I can reinvest it, I can do what I want with it. And that is the key. So there are sort of so that has to come into it as well. So I think I'm definitely all about setting big goals, manifesting them, making them real, putting together the steps that are going to bring them into life, but doing it in a very practical way. And I think for me, that's my point of difference. Um, you know, when I I think when I I started, I put together my business money um, magnet program. Uh, after I sold my business um, or part of my business, the bookkeeping part of my business in February last year. And I think one of the first, one of the things that I really underestimated with the first cohort coming through was how much mindset can get in the way of our success. And um, so we've kind of really beefed up that part of the program. But, you know, don't let um, those negative thoughts, don't let the things that are going on around you influence the way you think about yourself, your business, the prices that you want to charge, the profit that you want to make or where you want to go because I think those things are all within your reach. You just have to believe you can get there and it's just about shifting the way you think. Oh, and, like, I just cannot 
recommend uh, and shamelessly plug Justine enough. I paid for two private sessions with Justine last year, which really shifted my mindset too. I think there's a lot of like, want to get my values worth and that sort of thing. So you join these programs with all the bells and whistles. Um, When I actually really, there were a few times last year, I was like, I just want to talk to Justine and I'm happy to pay her hourly rate, which helped me with my shift to go, people probably want the same with me. And you helped me a lot in those sessions. Two things, again, knowing my circumstance. So knowing where my energy was, knowing that um, what I was trying to create, uh, but what I had capacity for and, you know, encouraging me to do those one-off things, which in reflection, I remember in water polo in high school, my coach telling me that I was like a, I don't know, an action player or something. And it's like, it's like, yeah, you make something happen. And I was like, I kind of am good at just doing the go in, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, deliver and done. And so you really helped me to establish some some offers that were in line with that as opposed to trying to, trying to at that time, create a long program to get people into these long things, which I actually couldn't really deliver. So that was yeah. one really great help. But also just how quickly you just opened up, you know, I was obviously willing to bear all and showed you my finances, but so quickly you looked at it. Um and we talked about my goals and so quickly you just showed me how it was possible and some of that meant increasing price or how much available time I had or if I only had this much time then this needs to be sold for this much and it was just I could really see okay well there's if that goal is there then if I do if I have xyz I sell these 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 I work on it this much time it was like Sorry, I might have just given away the formula, but, <laughs> but well, you know, to have somebody look at it and to tell me in a way that I understood, I mean, the weight lifted and there's still work I need to do, but I come back to it so often and to have somebody just, just focus on your stuff and talk to me in my language and to, to talk to me about what I wanted in my situation, it was such a gift, Justine. Uh, well, it's my pleasure. I think two things. First of all, um, if I can probably quote the Wizard of Oz, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but you, I'm sure you had it in you all the time. I know you had it in you all the time. It's just allowing that to come out. But the, the second thing, and I guess the thing that, you know, I would really want to leave the audience with today is even if you outsource your business numbers to a bookkeeper, to an accountant, your numbers whether it's for your business or your life, the way you run your family, your personal life or your business, they all tell a story. And so I'm a believer that you need to be the author of your own story. Don't leave that stuff to somebody else to work out for you. So for that reason, even if it's the very basic stuff, increase your financial literacy, learn the basics, understand them, the, so you can go and talk to your finance professional on that even footing. You can talk to them about what you want to do, what you want to achieve with your business and where you're headed for this season of your life because that is also really important. Um, kind of brings us full circle back to the discussion I think we were having before. Well, yes, beautiful, um, the Rose Oracle cards that we were both yeah. gifted on the retreat by Rebecca Campbell are featured in my newsletter and I got the card today before I came up with Justine. I wanted to pull a card and I got Trust the Season and it's about embracing change, the cycles of life, transition and growth. And actually it says within some seasons it's not always about growing. It's not always about blossoming and blooming. It's sometimes it's about resting and that was something that we I think we both took away from the retreat. But um, you also, oh, 
I must say that one of the big inspirations for this podcast was you and your podcast, which talks about success and people's own definition of success. And I love that. And I took it in a slightly different angle and I went, I want people's, you know, I think that sometimes the success can block people if it's like success is a goal, success is the line in the sand and then I've made it. And I know that that was a block for me a long time of what, like I've, when I've done this, I've made it, but then you get there and then you want the next goal. So um, you sort of, you know, with that money application as well, it's looking at, and you do this, it's looking at what, what do I want money for? What do I want in my life? And when where Justine is at to where I'm at, at a completely different stages of life and, and seasons of life and what we want from our business and what we want from our life. And so it led me to focus on my mission of living a life I love, but asking my audience, as you ask them, what is their definition of success? I ask you, what is your definition or what is your current living a life you love? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important and it's something we all underestimate. I think um, any time that I deliver a talk or that I start a workshop, I always ask people that question, what does success mean to you right now in this season of your life and business? Because I think so many of us get that it's not this linear path to success. We've seen enough uh, people talk about all the bumps in the road. But I think the thing that people don't share often enough is that it's going to change you know success when you've got a a young child and you're trying to run a business from home might just be getting a couple of hours work done that day having a shower and cooking a meal that could be success bang you've achieved it Uh, For other people who can afford a nanny or whose kids are in childcare or whose kids are school age, success might mean, you know, reaching a certain income goal. Um, There are lots of definitions of success and I think where we so often go wrong is that we want what they're having and there's no point wanting what someone else is having unless you know the full story because, as you said, often the highlight reel and um, I think success should be personal I think it's it's only what it means to you to you your family your partner um, you know whatever the extent of family is what whatever that little unit that you run in your friends um, whatever success means to you that that's okay that's good enough that is the definition right there so don't underestimate that I think embrace it and uh, move forward with it and so, Justine, what does living a life you love look like right now? Right now, living a life I love means, uh, well, I've just moved to the South Coast, the New South Wales South Coast, so my life is very different. And for me, it means that being able to go down to the beach, take a long walk and put my head under those uh, under that salt water, that to me is fabulous. And if I can fit in a couple of days' work every week because that's the stage of business I'm at, uh, very much a legacy stage, then that is definitely living the life I love, spending with my hubby, my puppies, seeing my boys, bliss. I love it. It's such um, I love looking at what you're doing and, and seeing it's so aspire, aspirational for me to see people who are ahead of the journey and go, oh, it's going to be different at different stages and and yep. it can all look good and it can all be, and you can still have goals and aspirations and dreams, but also you can do it at a different pace and 
yeah, I really, I've loved, I can't believe it's not even been a year, but I've loved being, having you in my world. And I look forward to many, many more years with you, Justine. Absolutely. Right back at you. Um, because yeah, like I say, being in business and I have, this is my 30th year in business, <laughs> but being in business is about, um, often about the people you surround yourselves with, especially when you're trying to do it, you know, solo or the small team and you're doing it from home. So Right back at your sister. Well, I'm planning a 15th birthday, so I hope you're planning a 30th and we can have some dirty, like dirty 30 birthday, business birthday. I probably should think about that. Yeah. We'll get back. I reckon we should hire a mama. It coincides with my book launch. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, which is sort of the middle of the year. Um, so I think, yes, definitely I'll have to have a, a high tea celebration or something. Oh, I, I was thinking more like, you know, <laughs> like a hen's do blood birthday. So we'll, we'll go with your way. It's probably more appropriate. Um, how do we find you, Justine? How do we? I'm very excited for the book, so we'll absolutely have you back on. And, you know, we didn't even really get to cover the, the life journey, but I've loved having this focus on finance today. Um, but we'll have absolutely have you back because I want to share more about the book. Um, but tell us, how can we find you for now and connect with you? So you can find me on Instagram at Flossy Files. You can head over to my website, which is flossycreative.com.au, and that gives you all sorts of inf information about my program, uh, Become a, or sorry, Business Money Magnet uh, is my program. And I've got a little mini course over there that's on special, I think, until the end of the month, and it's called the Profitable Pricing Formula. So if you head on over there and um, I'll put a little code in. I'll give you a code yes. Yes. Um, so people get a discount. You can throw that into the notes. notes. Mm. Perfect. You are a treasure. So grateful for you. Thank you for being here today. Love you, honey. Thank you for listening, lovely one. I hope this has inspired you to dream big and start creating a life you love today. If you love what you're hearing, don't forget to follow and rate on Spotify and rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. It helps other awesome people to find this podcast and get motivated and inspired as well. Want to stay connected? Come and join the Live A Life You Love group on Facebook or connect with me on Instagram, emmalovell.au. The same as my website, but all the details are in the show notes, lovely. I'll see you next episode for more inspiration, motivation, and freedom seeking. Now go out there and live a life you love.